بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله أولا وآخرا الحمد لله when he gave us more chances to live to worship him الحمد لله for he gave us a chance to live and he helped us to worship him. A lot of people during that week from last Tuesday have left this dunya. Check anywhere on the internet and anywhere and see how many people died during the period from last Tuesday to tonight. How many of these people were Muslims? Who wish to live more, to have more good deeds? How many of these dead people were Kafirs? Who died so they will not have any more chance to be saved from Jahannam? While you and I had the chance to live. With help or healthy and wealthy. So in order to have more good deeds, why didn't we take this fantastic opportunity, this fantastic chance given to us from Allah wa Ta'ala as a big grace to fill it with more good deeds? Any one of us, does any one of us guarantee that he will live until next Tuesday? If you may think that you may leave this dunya tonight, tomorrow, after, before, why didn't you get ready? Why didn't you get ready to leave this dunya with enough good deeds? So we will, when we go to our graves, we are carrying with us the only thing we can carry from this dunya, the good deeds and the bad deeds. As you remember, we have been told clearly that Person who dies, three things will follow him to his grave. His family, his money, and his deeds. Two will go back when they bury him. One will stay. The deeds. Good or bad. And these deeds are going to decide or these deeds upon them will be the decision to be happy in the grave and the judgment day or vice versa. All the ayat, all the ahadith that we know about, this case is mentioning this and clarifying to us that this is what's going to happen to us. One of the clearest one is the hadith of Al-Bara' ibn Azib, when he told us the story that Muhammad وسلم, came with other sahaba to Graveyard, Baqi' al Gharqad, to bury one of the Sahaba, Ansar, and when he came to this graveyard, the grave was not ready. So he sat down, sallallahu alayhi within his Sahaba, and then he told them about the story of the human being when he is living this dunya. If he is a good person, if he is a good Muslim, then the good angels, the nice looking angels, they will come and take his soul slowly and easily 
Not if you are poor in water, it goes easily and simple. Go leave the body, because this soul knows that she is going to be in good shape after that. Vice versa, the other one, the kafir, the hypocrite, the bad Muslim, his soul will not want to leave his body upon this hadith. But the angels will drag it strongly and harshly. And then they will take it to, na'udhu billah, to suffer. That's just an introduction we may need in everyday discussion. Tonight, inshallah, we're discussing the case of riya or show off, showing off, or dissimulation in other language. Directly, when we hear this word, riya or dissimulation, or showing off, directly we take the case as a minor polyhism. Which is, it is correct in general. But it's not always correct. Dissimulation may be required. Riya or showing off may be required. How's that? Never heard that this is happening. Never heard that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that you're supposed to have Riya. There is. The story of that man. One of the Sahaba when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam requested his Sahaba to bring food and money for the poor group of people came to him in his masjid sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and nobody, nobody moved because most of the Sahaba were yani, poor people. Except one of them he jumped and he went to his house and he brought a very heavy bag hardly he can carry and he put it in front of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in front of the others. Then, he will start to follow his way. So what he did actually, he urged the others to do the good deed. Which is That's just quick discussion. I, don't, I wanted to drop it just to move things around. Otherwise, put in mind always that showing off is actually depending on the intention of the person. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in the hadith, which is in Bukhari and Muslim, narrated to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّةِ Deeds only by the intention. And in Arabic there is a way to say things, you may say it in different ways. And each different way is not the same as the other. إِنَّمَا here in Arabic means nothing except it. So it's just squeezing the case. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّةِ So every action actually will not be anything except by the intention. This man who, this Sahabi who brought this money, what was his intention? Of course we know that he is trying to urge the others to do the good deeds. So he's not, that's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him a fantastic answer for that. And he said, مَنْ سَنَّ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً فَلَهُ أَجْرُهَا وَأَجْرُ مَنْ عَامِلَ بِهَا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ And whoever make a way in Islam, depending on Quran and Sunnah, of course, not a new one, not to, not to make a new, يعني بدعة, novelty, no. But whoever make a Sunnah, that's done already, but he's making the Sunnah again alive. Whoever does the same as he, he will, save the, he will receive the same ajr of these people also. 
So if we say, which is this the first kind or case of Ariya, if someone is a alim or he knows about a certain case in Salah more than the others, then he prays in front of the others, showing them how to pray correctly, in his intention that he is teaching them, then he is getting ajr. If someone gives the poor money, some money, to urge people to do that the same, then he is also doing fantastic things and he is also urging the others so he will gain same ajr as them. If someone is reciting Quran and he is making this fantastic because the others are listening to him, because we want them to have khushu' and to learn from him, then he is doing fantastic. And he is gaining ajr also. So don't let your mind go directly when you hear this word arriya or showing off or dissimulation. Don't go directly to say, oh, it is minor shirk. It may be good and it may be also major shirk. The other side of the case that this dissimulation or showing off could be also major shirk. Takes the person out of Islam totally, excluding from Islam. So it depends on the intention as we will see inshallah. This by this. And as we used to do in this verse, we start before we read the ayat and the ahadith which is mentioned in this chapter, in any chapter we're discussing, we are giving some introduction about this chapter and some yani, dividing of the cases of the chapter. Our shipping with dissimulation could be as you said, depending on why to show off, why showing off. The first one we discussed already, that he is trying to urge people to the good things, then he is fantastic. To teach them Quran, to teach them the way of Salah and so on, that's fantastic and no problem. If the person is doing this for other reasons, these other reasons could be just to be admired by the others, praised by the others, to be remembered among the others that, oh, this guy is fantastic, mashallah, big mutawwa, big sheikh, and he's good mutawwa, good salah, and good recitation, mashallah. That's his aim, and that's his goal, then this is a problem here. This is a problem, because this could be, usually, minor shirk. Minor shirk does not exclude from Islam, but it's is a way to what we know about shirk polytheism which is mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah it is discussing the major shirk usually and it is excluding from Islam Allah will never forget a person who associates someone with him in his worshipping of course and he subhanahu wa ta'ala may, may forgive for other things if he wants that's the meaning of the ayah. Then, there is a point we have discussed, is that this show off, will it destroy the worshipping? We will say yes. We will say no. Not always. We have to see. We have to see this worshipping first of all. And before that, even to say, a person who is making a worshipping, say he is reciting Quran in the masjid, 
While he's reciting, he looked around, he saw people listening to him, so he made his voice better. Again, to ask, uh, you know, ourselves, what is his intention? If his intention is just to teach people and to make people more khushu and listen to the Qur'an and get benefit of the ayat of Allah, fine. If his intention is that he's going to be admired and praised by the others, then we will say he is in danger now. The last one of it is to say if that he started this actually only to get the admiration of people, he is not thinking of Allah Taala. He doesn't want any ajr from Allah Taala. His intention only is to receive the aim, or to, I mean, to receive the praising, or, or even money for what he is doing. Then all of his ibadah is not accepted. Abundant hadith which we are going to have from Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about the dissimulation or showing off. If a person is doing some good deed, while he's doing this, I'm going to say from the beginning, no, from while he's doing this, Shaitan came to him and he pushed him to the dissimulation or showing off. If he make jihad against Shaitan and he tries his best to keep on his aiming and his intuition for Allah only, then no problem. But if he accepts that and he starts to do so, then we have to say, is this ibadah going to be destroyed? Is it going to be rejected by Allah wa ta'ala? Or is it going to be accepted? We have to divide this into two types of ibadah. The one package ibadah, the divided ibadah. How is that? One package ibadah could be a good example, or the best example is salah. Because salah, you cannot divide it. Can I make al ihram and one rak'ah, then he changes his mind and goes, okay, I'll go and have some... I'll answer the telephone, then I'll come back and continue. Can he? He can. It's one package. He starts until the end. He's in salah. Then this one package salah or ibadah cannot be divided. Then if he accepts riyah in the second or third or even fourth, even tahiyyat, last tahiyyat, he accepts the dissimulation of showing off, all ibadah is thrown away, rejected. But if this ibadah can be divided, it's not a, a, a one package, like Recitation of Quran. He's reciting Quran. Fantastic. And then he knows people are looking at him. Then he made his voice better because he wants people to praise him or admire him. Then what before that case is accepted. What after this is rejected. So it can be divided. Same thing if someone is going out of the masjid. He saw a poor person sitting there asking for money or begging for money. Then he took five riyas and he gave it to him. Then he looked around, people are looking at him, he took another five riyas and gave it to him. So the first five riyas, inshallah, is accepted because it was for Allah. The intention was for Allah. The second one is rejected because it was not for Allah. It was also sharing the others because he wants people to admire him and praise him. That's a quick, and I was really thinking that I should have done a mind map of that, but unfortunately time was not so... Good for me that time I couldn't I made I should made a mind map and bring it covered to you inshallah to make it easy for you. But I, inshallah I promise I'll do that as soon as possible. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. One more key on this introduction is what about after finishing the ibadah? Now we said now in the in the beginning before the ibadah, the whole ibadah is rejected. 
inside the ibadah, if it is one package, to reject it all. If it is, can be passed, the, the one before, the bad intention is accepted, the one after that is rejected. So if one of this dissimulation or showing off came after ibadah, yani, a person who has already done the ibadah, then he starts to show, showing off. Now, this could destroy also the ibadah. But if he's doing this actually because, or he's happy because we were praising him for his recitation, because he's happy of, that he is capable of reciting Quran, not because the, recit- the, the praising of the people, fine. As Muhammad Sallallahu told us in the hadith, that when he, they told him that, Ya Rasulullah, yani some of us when they do the ibadah, they get happy after doing it. They get happy because people are admiring them after ibadah. He says, this is عَاجِلُ بُشْرَ الْمُؤْمِنِ Yani some, some good news for him early than it's supposed to be. Before he goes to judgment day and he sees his good deeds, he is seeing now the results now. Like if you are working in da'wah and you do a lot of good, yani da'wah then because of your good da'wah, two or three, four people accepting Islam or referring to Islam. Then you are happy. Why you are happy? Why you are happy? Because people will admire you and say, Master Big Da'iyah? No. You are happy because some people are saved from Jahannam. As Muhammad Sallallahu was happy when he, that Jew child accepted Islam because of him and he was leaving the, the house of the Jew, happy, happy Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, Alhamdulillah, that this child was saved because of me, saved from Jahannam because of me. So being happy with what you have done is fantastic. No problem. In fact, that's part of Iman. As Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in the hadith, Whoever is happy of his good deeds and unhappy for his bad deeds, he is a moment. من سرته حسنته وساعته سيئته فهو مؤمن. As all, uh, كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم. طيب. In this chapter we have one ayah and two hadith only. Although it's a very important chapter to read the truth, but and needs a lot of discussion, but uh, Imam Rahimahullah he mentioned only this one ayah and two hadith. This, this is inshallah they are enough and more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this ayah, which is uh, the last few ayahs of Surah Al Kahf. قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ يُوحَى إِلَيَّ أَنَّمَا إِلَهُكُمْ إِلَهُ وَاحِدٌ فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُو لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا in this ayah, Muhammad Allah is telling Muhammad to tell people that I am only a regular human being like you. Well, innama ana bashar, like you. Which is very important to us now when we remember this ayah, that people who are exaggerating in Muhammad should refrain, must refrain from doing that. Because he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, himself, personally, in the hadith which is in Al-Bukhari, he told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do not offer praise me. People who think that overpraising Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that because they love him, they overpraise him, they are making a mistake because he, they are disobeying Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The one who told us, don't overpraise him. لا تطوني كما تطوني النصارى بن مريم إنما أنا عبد فقول عبد الله ورسوله. طيب. يعني we are not supposed to praise Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No, we praise him but we do not overpraise him. We praise him because he deserves it Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We know definitely, with no doubt that he is the best person ever walked on earth. We love him more than ourselves, our children, our families, our parents, our money, our dunya. Yes, we do. But we do not overpraise him. We don't give him things that he is not eligible for. 
We don't say that he is God or half of a God. Like the Christian said about Isa ibn Maryam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to tell the people, إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِّذْلُكُمْ Up to now he is no difference between us and him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But complete the ayah, يُوحَى إِلَيْهِ يُوحَى إِلَيْهِ means, I receive inspiration from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Ah, this is the difference here. In the beginning, بَشَرًا يُوحَى إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِّذْلُكُمْ Same as you. A human being like you. Eat, sleep, get sick, die. Need women, need bathroom. Yes. That's the first part of it. Then, he is not the same as in the case of Yuha Ilay. He is receiving whispering or the wahi from Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't. So that's the case he is higher than us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's why also we love him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because he's, he's been chosen by Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, to be his messenger. Allah did not choose Abu Jahl or Abu Sufyan or even Abu Talib or anybody else of that Quraysh people. He did not choose, he did not choose, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hiraql or any Persian person from the civilization which is that was available at that time. No. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, chose, chose Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam among all. So he is chosen and he receives wahi. That your Lord is one Lord, one God, one only person to be worshipped. The only one deserves to be worshipped. Ilah in Arabic, clearly known with two meanings. The first meaning is that Ilah means Alah means Khalaq, means the one who creates. The other meaning, which is the, the meaning we are discussing in here, that Ilah means Ma'luh means the one who is worshipped. Right. Do you have this in Arabic language? In Arabic? Yes. Like we say, Kitab, Maktub, Firash, Mafrush, and so on. So in Arabic language, you can use the, this uh, word in different meanings. Say, why we choose the, the other one? Why can't we choose the first one? And it's done by some people, by the way. We choose the second one because the Quran is telling us to choose this one. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Qurayshis, when Muhammad told Qurayshis to say la ilaha illallah, they refused. Why? While they are in the same time, believe that Allah is the creator of the of everything. وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ They have no problem here. They have no objection that Allah is the creator of everything. No. So in this case, we have to take it to the other meaning that they are rejecting to worship Allah alone. And that's what Allah told us subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fat. He said, أَجْعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَهًا وَاحِدًا And this messenger is making the God as a one. We cannot accept this. إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٌ عُجَابٌ This is very strange. How all gods will become one God? They cannot accept it because their minds are already destroyed. Otherwise, if they were really true people, as Allah told us subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ وَمَا يَعْقِلُهَا إِلَّا الْعَالِمُونَ All of these things are about the people who have minds. That how do you say that the one who creates all of this universe is one, but the one who is worshipped are Allah? Yes, Cannot be accepted. Any human being, any person who has a mind will say, no, it's impossible. One is the creator is one, and the worshipped are Allah. The one who has given me the salary is one, but I am working for the others. Can't you see? You find any company and say, okay, we'll give you the salary, but go and work any place you want. This, this is impossible almost. 
ولله المثل الاعلى هي ذا اونلي كرييتر اند هي ذا اونلي وان ديزيرت بي ورشيب هذا الله تعالى سبحانه وتعالى في سوره البقره يا ايها الناس يهير يا ايها الناس في القران اتس يوجوالي مين تو افريبادي مسلمز اند كافر يهير يا ايها الذين امنوا اتس اونلي مين فور بيبل هو ار بليفرز ماي الله ميك اس اول بليفرز يا ايها الناس اعبدوا ربكم ورشيب الله يور لورد الذي خلقكم ذا اونلي كرييتد يو سبحان الله Take it step by step. Ya yuhannas, O people, O sons of Adam, worship Allah, your Lord, the one who created you. As he's saying, worship your Lord, some people say, why? Alladhi khalaqakum, the one who created you. Walladhiya min qabli, and he gave you all of these you have, things you have in your life. All grace you have, you, you have in your body, in your house, in your, it's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ma bikum min ni'matin fa min Allah. So how, how can we say that he is giving us all of these things and we are shipping somebody else other than Especially if he is telling us clearly in his holy book and Allah, he is told his messenger Muhammad to tell us that worship him alone. La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Annama ilahakum ilahu wahid faman kana yarju liqa'a rabbahu over hoods to meet Allah. That with satisfaction that he will be satisfied with him. Let him do a correct deed. Correct deeds are what? Which is having two conditions. Only for Allah, only the way for Rasulullah. Two conditions. Simple and easy. No deed will be accepted. No single deed will be accepted by Allah wa ta'ala unless these two conditions are in there. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. Otherwise, Khali Wali. That's it. Cannot be accepted. If it's not for Allah only, it's rejected. Polyhism. If it's not the way of Rasulullah, it's rejected. Because it is not the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As he told us in this clear hadith, which is narrated by our mother Aisha and Bukhari and Muslim, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahwarad. Rejected. Whoever brings any good deed, he's talking about deed, good deed. Anyone who say, well, why did we create extra salah? We have five. Now time changing now before people are sleeping after Isha directly and they're waking up before Al-Fajr. Now we are staying until one o'clock in the evening, in the, in the, in the morning. So why don't we have extra salah in there? It's better than any other time because we are free and we are ready and we are strong and we are happy. Let's make one more salah. Yeah. Six rakah. Go to midnight salah. Did he ask us to drink alcohol or do bad things? Astaghfirullah. No, this is only for Allah. True, but not the way for Rasulullah. The second condition is not implemented. That's the case. So it should be only the way of Rasulullah. Only for Allah, that's the intention. Only for the way of Rasulullah, that's the case of following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Otherwise, when you come to bring these two conditions to a lot of Muslims, good deeds now, you will find that a lot of them are not good deeds. Making this sticker, hey, hey, who, who, from where did get this? Who did this? Making these milad cases and this, who, who made this? Who told us? Who told us? Yes, we know that these people are doing this sincerely and loyalty to Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. Yes, we accept that. Fine. I'm sure most of these people who are doing these things, they are doing this for Allah. They are not doing polytheism in this case. But, do they do it the way of Rasulullah? Unfortunately not. Bring us one evidence that we are required to make milad of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that such and such date, 12th of Rabi'a awwal. 
Where's the ayah? Where's the hadith? Where's the action by Sahaba? Find it. Nothing. None. Totally. So in this case, why? Why we create? Subhanallah. We live. Shaitan is very happy with these people who are creating. Deeds that's not mentioned by Rasulullah Allah by Allah or by Rasulullah Why? Because he knows that the person who is falling into innovations or novelties are not going to repent. You really don't. Because they think they are on the right track. They think, they think that you are wrong. Because you are not celebrating the milad of Rasulullah you are wrong. Say, fine. Find you a hadith that Muhammad told us to celebrate his milad. Wallah, if you find this hadith, correct hadith, tomorrow I'll do it. But you can't find that. Especially if you remember that the first Milad was celebrated where Muhammad was 350 years later after the death of Muhammad by a people who are Shia called Fatimi who were controlling Egypt that time. Not done by Abu Bakr or Umar or Uthman or any of the Sahaba or Tabi'i or anybody of these people. Subhanallah That's just an example. But how many People to come and teach you, come and teach you the, 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 our way of Sufism, how to make dhikr, special dhikr, not, so this dhikr is done by Muhammad Sallam? No. By Abu Bakr and Rahman Ali? No. So why you would make this dhikr? I'm doing this for Allah. Yes, you are right. You are doing this for Allah. I believe you, you are sincere. I have no doubt of that. But, are you told to do this? Who told you to do? Put in mind that any worshipping should not be done. Unless there is a evidence from Quran or Sunnah. Otherwise, forget. Thanks. فمن كان إنما إله له واحد فمن كان يرجو لقاء ربه فليعمل عملا صالحا. عملا صالحا should be the way of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. ولا يشرك بعبادة ربه أحدا. And he is not supposed and he is not allowed to associate anyone with Allah تبارك وتعالى in this world. This is the last ayah of Surah Al-Kahf. Then there's a hadith of Abu Hurairah which is narrated by Muslim and you know Muslim is correct uh, book of Muslim uh, after Al-Bukhari is second is should count to be uh, counted as the second one that Rasulullah told us about Allah that Allah said and here is the point when Rasulullah says that Allah said this is not Quran this is called Hadith Qudsi the meaning from Allah and the words from Allah but said by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. While, while, Quran is both words and meanings from Allah. Hadith Qudsi means Muhammad sallallahu is saying that Allah said. While the hadith, regular hadith of Muhammad sallallahu he says, do this, don't do that. That's his own words sallallahu alayhi wa but the meaning is from Allah. Because we know as Allah sallallahu alayhi wa book, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ in huwa illa wahyu yuha. Muhammad does not bring things from his own mind. It's only a whispering from Allah. The hadith of Muhammad is not a Quran. So it is by Allah. And the meaning is from Allah. From Allah the words are from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we love it and we accept it without any doubt. In this hadith which is hadith Qudsi, Allah is telling us that he is totally dependent and free of any helper, associate. He doesn't need him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever do a deed that he is sharing someone with Allah wa ta'ala, Allah will leave him and leave his purpose. 
تركته وشركه. بوز ار كيك ذا سبحان الله العظيم. Now the person is tired. He's standing most of the night doing this حي حي هو هو and these things. Guy والله you feel so sorry for this guy. He's so innocent. So sincere. But actually he's not. Because he is putting someone to give him the, the deen of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم different way. Those people who are going to this grave and ask them instead of Allah. Look at them. Do you think they are bad people? Yeah, they look like good mutawah. Yeah, mashaAllah, people are very, very good worshippers. Yeah, you, you are you usually tricked by them when you see them. They are so humble and they are doing a lot of worshipping and sadaqat and everything. But they are breaking this with this case of polarism. Allah will reject it all. Taraktuhu wa shirkah. I leave him all with his associates. Subhanallah So you feel sorry for these people. Qurayshis, in the time of Muhammad sallallahu and other Arabs, when they come to Mecca, because they still have some, some of the deen of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Yani, by the way, do you think that the, the, the polytheists of Arabs at that time are totally covered? They, they didn't do any worshipping? No. They make salah, they make uh, hajj. And I'll mention that in his holy book. They go for hajj. They go for Arafah and Muzdalifah. They make tawaf in the, in the bait of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. They do. Be so amazed when you hear what they say when they come to Hajj. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Okay, fantastic. Labbaik la sharika lak. Alhamdulillah, fantastic. Inna sharika. Astaghfirullah. Sabanir. La sharika lak. You have no partner except those partners you own. Inna sharika huwa lak. Subhanallah. Why to say so? Kharaf. As Muhammad Hassan used to say, okay, sabanir, sabanir. When they say, لبيك اللهم لبيك, لبيك لا شريك لك, they stop you. Don't go anymore. خلاص, stop. You are right now. No, they continue. إلا شريكا هو لك. سبحان الله. Shaitan is very happy with those people who only faith. Because he knows that they are going to share him Jahannam. He is happy with those polythists. Because he knows that this will, will be with him because he is worth to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take as much as he can of this human being to Jahannam. فبعزتك لأغوينهم أجمعين شيطان is swearing to Allah تبارك وتعالى after the incidence of bound to Adam and he refused and Allah تعالى has judged him to be in Jahannam he said فبعزتك لأغوينهم أجمعين إلا عبادك منهم المخلصين all these people are drag them to be with me in Jahannam that's what he said that's what he, the meaning of what he said so he pushed people to do things they think it is good like polyhism or Innovation, think that that's fantastic, while driving them to Jahannam. The second hadith is narrated by Imam Ahmad, and it is Sahih by Ibn Baz, and Hassan by Al Albani, Rahimahullah, that Abi Sa'id al Khudri, one of the Sahaba, said that Muhammad said, Shall I tell you what is more Carry to me, which is coming to you, than the false Messiah. Then after the Sahabah asked him, yes, Ya Rasulullah, tell us. He said, the non-apparent shirk. Now, some people say, wait, wait a second, this hadith is okay, accepted and sahih, but 
How can you يعني how can you combine this hadith with other hadith saying that nothing worse than the Messiah Dajjal? False Messiah. We said before and so many times that never think, never think that there is two verses of Quran or two evidences of Quran or Sunnah may contradict. That's impossible. Totally impossible. It's just the case that we may think it is contradicted. Otherwise, it cannot be. Let's go about this case. Now, there is some hadith that Muhammad told us that nothing worse than Matih al-Dajjal. And he say that non-apparent shirk is worse or more dangerous than the Matih al-Dajjal. How can we compare them? How can we combine them actually? If Matih al-Dajjal is very clear. Oh, so dangerous and the worst one, yes, but he, he is clear to people who are good Muslims. He has one eye, in his forehead there is a word kafara, means kafir. Although he makes a lot of tricks by cutting a person into two pieces, walk between these two pieces, bring him back alive. How is he doing this? How? It's very easy. Allah gave him the capability to test people. That's the problem. When Allah gave the capability to the magician to make things to us that we think that nobody can do them. Supernatural. Supernatural cases. Magician or predictor will tell you that last night in your bedroom you locked the door, you turned off the light, you did such and such and such and such. How did he know? Does he know the unseen world, the right? No, he doesn't. Very simple, very easy. He sent his devil jails to talk to your Karim, who is always with you. You know Karin? Karin is actually a devil jinn who is living with you. Allah stick it to you. He will be with you always who is pushing you to bad things. The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, everybody have Karin? He said, yes. Including you, Ya Rasulullah? Including me. Except that Allah Ta'ala gave me the help so this I will not be driven to bad things by him or in the other understanding of the word of Arabic. Fa'aslam means he became Muslim. But each one of us, everybody from Alam up to the end of this world, each one of us, his, he has his own Kareem, the virgin, who is whispering to him, pushing him to the bad thing. So the magician in here, or predictor, wants to trick you, all you have to do is just send one of his devilgins who you have already contract with them, go to this Kareem of this person, giving me information. He will tell him everything you have done. Nobody has seen you except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the Kareem which is with you always. So don't be shocked if he tells you this. What should I do when I meet this as a person? Besides Ayatul Kursi. And he will fall to his back. One of our good sheikhs, Jazallah Khair, he went to Thailand for Dawah. And in Thailand there was a very famous magician. Everybody is afraid of. So he said, yes, I want to meet this guy. Yeah, sheikh, I want to meet him. So he said, when I start in the car going to this person, I continued reciting Ayatul Kursi, Qul Wallahu Ahad, Qul Aadhu Rabbi Al-Falaq, Qul Aadhu Rabbi Nas, continuously. When I came to that person, he tried all of his ways to hurt me, he couldn't. Well, because this Sheikh is uh, super... No, 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 no. This Sheikh is a regular person. He is no better than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But because he is having the weapon that that magician cannot destroy. Ayatul Kursi, Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad, Qul Azhar Rabbil Falaq, Qul Azhar Rabbil Nas. Protect yourself. Very easy and very simple. So in this case now, Masih al-Dajjal, those people who are true Muslims, 
will face him with Quran and Sunnah. Then he cannot hurt him. And that same hadith, Muhammad told us that there is a person who came to him and he tried to take him and he refused. Then he sent him, he pushed him to the hill. Fire. And he got into the fire. His fire was a paradise. And his paradise was a fire. Say. Well, this non-apparent shirk is very dangerous because so much people cannot really see it. Cannot really understand it. Maybe so much for, uh, driven away by it. And I think nobody is safe from it. But we have to make jihad again. In every case. While I'm talking now, shaitan is there. While you're praying, the shaitan is there. While you're giving tadaqah, the shaitan is there. While you're teaching your children, the shaitan is there. And while you are running the remote control, what does it allow shaitan is there also? Yes. So, in this case, it's very easy for a person who is doing good deeds that he is maybe pushed by shaitan to make this good deed not for Allah, but for somebody else. When you see a person who is crying in Salah, don't directly say, oh, he's a munafiq, hypocrite. No. He maybe is right. Maybe he's crying for Allah only. And maybe he is driven by shaitan to show off. Could be and could be. And we should have all the, the good, yani, uh, think of, the, of our Muslim brothers. So, shirk, khafi, the non-apparent shirk is very dangerous because it could happen anywhere, anytime. Part of it, by the way, before we forget, there is a shirk that's not in front of people. A person who is praying the whole night, last night, and next day, he says, Wallah, last night I couldn't sleep, ya Shaykh. Wallah, alhamdulillah, I was praying. So you say, Khalaf, you did this between you and Allah, Tabarak wa Ta'ala, keep it. Keep it for Allah, That's why, you know, if you want to be a true mu'min, you should have some secret between you and Allah. Most of the Fantastic ulama, scholars of Islam. They always have, they always have some kind of secrets between them and Allah. Even their wives do not know. One of the, this Arab, one of these good fantastic sheikhs, his wife was saying that he used to trick me. He sleeps with me in the bed, and as soon as he thinks that I slept already, he moves out, and he starts to pray. Thinking that I did not see him. He's hiding. He's hiding his ibadah. Why? Bad? Ashamed of? No. But you, he, you, he wants to have some secrets with Allah. Nobody knows. This ibadah is the, the pure and fantastic ibadah you could do. Because it's only you and Allah. You are not trying to find anybody to praise you for it. Now if someone is doing this, mashallah, and the next day he is telling people about it, he is destroying it. Samma'a. That's what Muhammad calls in the hadith. Man samma'a samma'a Allah he has done the good deed. He gave a sadaqah to people, to a, a, a poor family last night. In the darkness, nobody knew him. He went and he paid some money to them. They didn't know who he is. The next day, they say, Wallah, alhamdulillah, last night I was passing by that poor lady, uh, family and gave him some money. Yeah, why you say so? Keep it secret. Make it fantastic ibadah because it's secret, secret, secret. So in this case, this is what we call it also shirk khafi or non-apparent shirk because people do not understand or do not know it easily. It can, shaitan can push it easily to the human being for praising. Each one of us wants to be praised by others. 
Each one of us does not want people to say he's bad or he's doing bad things. If you are in work and your manager says, MashaAllah, JazakAllah Khair, today wallah, you have done a fantastic project, you will be happy. But if your manager says, What? Why you come late? You are you're not doing your job. You're, you're not unhappy. You're unhappy. But this is the case of dunya, not in the case of Akhir. So never show your good deeds, your good work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless there is a something good for it. Like, you are teaching people. Why we are supposed to pray the sunnah or ratibah at home? Not at the masjid. In the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu he said, أَفْضَلُ صَلَاةُ الرَّجُلِ فِي بَيْتِهِ إِلَّا الْمَكْتُوبَةِ يعني the best salah of the man should be at home. Except the fard, the five fard. Why? Because when you go home and you pray in front of your children, they will learn from you. Your wife will learn from you. Your house will not be a graveyard. Because Quran is recited there and dhikr is there also. When dhikr is in the, in the house, the, 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 the devils will run away. And angels will be there. Listen to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he told us in the hadith, لا تدخل الملائكة بيت فيه شيطان فيه كلب ولا صورة. Angels will not get into a house where there is a dog or a picture. Of course, picture for human beings or for people who think with soul. Why? If the angels are not there, who will be there? Shayati. Who will be there? You choose. When you recite Quran, when you make Salah Nafilat at home, when you recite Quran at home, when you have a habit of teaching your children Quran at home, so many things in like this, then your house will be full of malaika and devils will run away. And in this case, you will be in a happy life. Happy life it doesn't mean much money, no, but means happy when dealing with people. But when shaitan is there, when music is there, when these satellites are showing these bad things in there, how do you expect the, the, the healthy family to be in there? And I mean healthy, not healthy by bodies, but healthy by heart. We're always thinking about the health of the body. We go through some, and if, if one of our children is having a fever, yalla, jump to the doctor. Pay much money. Oh, my child, yeah, what are you talking about? But when, when we have sickness of the heart, not a Allah Yes, Allah Yes, true. But also Allah We have to put these two things in mind and we will remember that. Muhammad gives the example to finalize this case of this hadith about the non-apparent shirk. He said, he told us about the story of the man who stands to pray then he makes his salah better because of the people are looking at him. So he, now he is having salah for Allah only. Fine. In the beginning he started salah for Allah. And when he knows people are looking at him, he makes more khushu'ah. Longer salah. More dua. Why? Because now he's putting Allah and the human beings are the same. Astaghfirullah. That's a big case. And we said, as we said, you know, if the, if the ibadah, worshipping is one package, it's all rejected. But hopefully, inshallah, we have cleared this case of yeah, dissimulation or show off as much as we can and inshallah we'll continue next week to discuss the second case which is also about Phariseism if you have any question inshallah we'll try to answer it hopefully yes okay thank you how show off will become major shift this will be discussed clearly inshallah in next 
chapter. Uh, what we call, and take this as a yani, quiz, TTW and WTT. Sheikh Rafiq here remembers that, inshallah, hopefully. And the others do. Next week we'll discuss it, inshallah. What do we buy? WTT and TTW. Not they really the understanding. Some people say that TT Wahhabi and this one. No, this is another case. <laughs> yes, Yeah. Yeah. But showing off, it's not a shirk. I'm not showing that okay, I'm better than somebody else. It is a shirk. It is a shirk. It is a politics. Because when he is making the salah better, now he is adding another intention to the first intention of salah. Yeah, but he is not associating somebody with Allah. Uh, yes, he is. Yes, you are right. But he is doing this. Because now, in the beginning of the salah, what is he doing? He has an intention to pray for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for rakat of al-isha. Without saying, pronouncing it, of course. Huh? Now, when he did this, he started salah, okay, in the second or third rakat, you know, some people are looking at him. Another niyyah, intention comes in here to satisfy these people so they will admire him. Now, there's another intention in here, which is making the deed is not only for Allah, but there is association for the people also will reward him. You get the point? So he's looking for two rewards now. Rewards from Allah when he started his salah. Then another reward from the people by praising him because he is making it better for them. Yes, yes, yes. Your intention is what? To teach your children yes. to do it correctly. That's so your intention is okay. I alone might be doing it faster. Yeah. I'll admit. Yes. But when the children is with me, I slow down always. Your intention here is that you want to teach your children the correct salah. That's okay, inshallah. That is okay. Yeah. As you said in the, in the, in the case with that alim, alim or a scholar, when he does things in front of people, he is teaching them. Now, I am worshipping now. By talking about this being what the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi I am worshipping. And I'm worshiping in front of you. If we say it is not, it will be also discipline. Even uh, the salah with jama'ah. If someone is really pushed by shaitan, say, don't pray with jama'ah because you are showing off. Praying with jama'ah is showing off. You are, you are showing people your salah. You are showing your do So pray at home. Well, shaitan is smart. Yani. He makes such tricks. And people may accept that. But there are things that you have to do in front of people. So, the major case is what is the intention? As Ibn Hassan said in the hadith which is correct, in Sahih Bukhari, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَةِ What is the niyyah? What is the intention? If my intention to do, and by the way, and we have a hadith, Muhammad said that two men in the same line, they have the same imam, one of them is a hypocrite and the other one is a fantastic mu'min. They are doing the same actions. Stand up, praise, but one of them is a hypocrite. Because he, his intention is only to save his money and life. Like the hypocrites in time Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul and the others are praying with Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, although they don't believe in him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abdullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a holy book. 
just to save their money, to save their health, to save I mean, their, their life. While inside, they don't do this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they do it only just to save themselves. So the intention is the case. You ask yourself, what is my intention? If my intention is to satisfy people, or to show that I am a good speaker in front of the others, my ibadah is rejected. If I do this just because I want to remind myself this knowledge of Islam and remind my brothers also, not teaching them because inshallah they are better than me, but I'm just reminding them some of this knowledge of Islam, then this is ibadah. So the major case in this simulation of showing off is the case of the intention. What is your intention? That's why you have to always to follow up this intention, push it. But don't push it so hard that you say, why don't I say it before Salah? Allahumma inni nawaitu an usalli al-asr. Hold a second. It's very dangerous. The shaitan has pushed people to this. Because if you ask this person, who are, whom are you killing? You are saying your intention in, 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 in loud voice, whom are you killing? If he is killing Allah, he is a kafir. Because he is saying that Allah doesn't hear. He doesn't know what is inside my heart. If he is telling people around him, he is a hypocrite. Because he is just telling people what he is doing. If he is telling himself, I'm sorry, he is, he is not okay. Because if he doesn't know what he is doing, there's a problem. That's why ulama, clear ulama say, yes, you have to have intuition. How will that intuition is not, not accepted? Niyya is a must, but niyya is in half. Not to say, Allahumma inni nawaitu anusad. In this case now, there was a story happened in uh, Masjid al-Haram. A guy from, from Arabian country came and he wanted to make niyyah. After Imam Allahu Akbar made takbir al ihram this man said, Bismillah, Allahumma inni nawaitu an usalli al-asra khalf al-imam kada fil masjid al-haram. Ah, is it a wait? A guy beside him said, wait, wait, wait. You just complete. Say the date and the time and the... Complete, yeah. You just complete. Information is not completed. You have to say, Allahumma inni I attempted to pray al-asr Four rakahs after this imam and Riyadh in Saudi Arabia and the, 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 the time is this and the date is Isha. Who is he telling? That's the problem. Now, that, in this case, if someone tells you while you're leaving your house tonight to come to the Salat al-Isha, I say, where are you going? What are you telling me? I'm going to say, make Isha. That's Isha. It's already there. Intention is already there. Since the point, the, the minute you have heard the Adhan or you just intended to go and make wudu, you are have the intention of Salat. No need for just to go and say, uh, this is a big problem, really. No. What that? That's not, this is not intention. This is, this is a dua Muhammad Hassan told us to say it. To say it in Salah, by the way. And if it was intention, it's not. No, in Salah. That's because dua is tiftah. Like, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Some other hadith. Muhammad Hassan used to say this after takbir al-ihram. How can this intention after the takbir al-ihram? Can you do that? Can you do it intention after takbir al-ihram? No. So this is only a dua that Muhammad Hassan told us to do. But it's not intention. Some Muslims may make it before salah, they are mistaken because it's not the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said it after Allahu Akbar takbir al-ihram, then he said Allah man wajah to wajhi. That's not intention, this is a dua. Also subhanAllah, no, 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 one only. Only one. Subhanakallah, we have to or, wajah to wajhi, or, Allah ma ba'ad bayni bala khatayai, or, or, or. Only one. You don't combine so many du'a and the same for the beginning. Yes. Okay. 
I'm sure they do. But there is a lot of people who are saying that, okay, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has already mentioned in this Sahih Bukhari that his Ummah will not fall into shirk. Sayyid, what about the other hadith when he said, Allahumma la taj'al qabri wathanin yu'bad? When he makes dua to Allah Ta'ala that his grave will not be an idol for worshipping. Why he said in the other hadith about the Khilafah, which is in the south of Saudi Arabia, that uh, the Qiyamah will not come until the ladies of this area, their asses will be moving around this idol. How can you compare it with this one? That's the case. He is, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, telling that what comes after the verse you mentioned is that what will happen is the problems among Muslims. وَلَكِنْ فَالتَّحْرِيشْ بَيْنَهُمْ تحريش in Arabic إن إن الشيطان يائس أن يعبده المصلون في جزيرة العرب. شيطان in this case is really saying that they will not worship him or worship his idols in Arabian Peninsula, but to make trouble among them. That not, doesn't mean that it will not happen at all. 
Okay? Because there are some other hadith showing that, that this will happen, and it already happened. And by the way, the case of the Khilafa, which is the name of, of the idol which was inside of Saudi Arabia, it was there about 250 years ago. And it was found about 200 years ago and destroyed. They found people there, they were shipping and making tawaf on that area. Why do you go far away? Take reality. Don't you see this now in Iraq? In Iran? And some other places where they make tawaf? On this place? Some Arabian country? Why you go far away? And if you say, you don't blame this, then Arabs maybe they cannot read Quran, or some of them they cannot read Quran and Sunnah. Why? What about these people who are Arabians originally? And they read Quran and Sunnah, and they still they making, I heard it by my own ear. A Yemeni guy who is Shia. He's making tawaf on the grave, in the graves in Karbala. And he's making dua in each one tawaf, one shot. When I heard him, he's making tawaf in Mecca. Then I discovered later on that he's making tawaf in Karbala. La ilaha illallah. Now this is happening. Now this reality doesn't contradict the case of the hadith we're talking about. It's the case. So we have to combine all the hadith. Don't take one hadith. And we said that the problem with Muslims sometimes that they don't do it correct way. They take, they grab one ayah or one hadith and say, see, it's said in here. Don't grab one ayah or a hadith and run with it. Take all together. Bring all the hadith and ayahs talking about this case. Combine it all together. Understand it. Because no way to say that Quran will contradict sunnah or vice versa. Or Quran will contradict Quran, sunnah will contradict. No way. It's only in our minds we cannot really understand. Otherwise, it's impossible totally to have an ayah contradict ayah, or a hadith contradict hadith, or Quran and Sunnah contradict each other. No way. It's impossible. Why? Because from Allah. Oh. All from Allah. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make mistakes? Astaghfirullah. The person says this is the kafir. That's Shia, they're saying this. Shia, they're saying that Quran is changed. Yeah. They don't read. They don't have it. They say we have Fatima's Mus'haf. Mus'haf of Fatima, three times of our Mus'haf. Three times. Of, and it has no single letter of our Mus'haf. That's mentioned by Al-Kulayni, one of the major ulama, in his book called Al-Kafi. We're not saying this from our own. And if you want to know much about Shia, although I don't really refer this so much to be for everybody, but for people who want to deal with Shia, go on here and read what Sheikh Ihsan Ilahi Zahir, Rahimahullah, from Pakistan, he made so much books and he was taking from the Parisian press of the books of Shia because he used to read Parisian or Persian. His books only referring to the books of Shia. And I told you the story of him when he came to Hajj once and Shia was so angry, especially Iran is so angry with him and say, and he came to Shah bin Baz before he died, Rahimahullah, and say, Ya Shaykh bin Baz, we are all Muslims, we all say La ilaha illallah, we pray all together. Why this man is making us <coughs> apart and he's <coughs> making us trouble among us? Why don't you stop him? He's from you, Al-Sunnah. Shaykh bin Baz was smart. Said, okay, fine. Let's have a, a single discussion. That was during Hajj. So he called Shaykh Hassan al Rahir and he called these people and he sat down. I said, what do you say, Shaykh Hassan? Shaykh Hassan, he's a Pakistani, of course. His brother was here also. He was taught us in the university. May Allah Ta'ala have praise he, he said, fine, Yashif. What is your problem? He said, you, you are segregating Muslims by printing these books about Shia and you're saying these things. He said, did I bring something from my own mind? He said, no. He said, these things I mentioned in, in my books, is it from your books? He said, yes. He said, yes. He said, what's the problem? He said, well, these are old books, Yashif. We don't believe in them anymore. 
Fantastic. You didn't bring it in? Don't bring them again, yeah. Destroy them. How do I destroy my books? How about you? No problem. Destroy them. Oh no, we can't. What do you mean we can't? How can we believe that a person who says he's a Muslim and he says Quran is destroyed and changed by Abu Bakr and Umar? How can you believe that someone says that the worst people with Muhammad was the Sahaba? How can you say that Muhammad was tricked by Abu Bakr and Umar and they were hypocrites? How can you trust the person who says that Jibreel made a mistake? He was supposed to bring the message to Ali and he brought it to Muhammad. And he still says he's a Muslim. When you tell him this, no, 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 we didn't say this yet. Who said told you this? Who told you? He's a liar. So these are the books. We didn't believe in them. Destroy them. No, we won't. Are we playing game? Mouse and cat, run away? Clear. But they are hypocrites themselves. Because hypocrites are showing good intentions, Islamic good intentions, and concealing in their back. That's what they do. In front of us, they say, they pray. Behind us, they want to kill us. They want to kill Islam. They hate Islam. That's the difference. Yes, brother. No. Except one part of them is very limited called Zaydis. Zaydis. Zaydis are after Zayd ibn Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib. Zayd ibn Ali ibn Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib. One of the descending sons of Ali ibn Abi Talib. And he was from Ahlul Sunnah, but he has some kind of different little bit. But he's still as a Muslim. These are very limited and they are now moving to be bad Imams. Ja'far. Then Yemen, part of them, some of them in, in north of Iran, I think. Area. But majority of Shia now, they are actually hypocrites. Hypocrites. Well, because they are hypocrites and Muhammad did not kill hypocrites. In the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he knew that Ibn Salul was a hypocrite. He knew all hypocrites by name. Why he came to him from Allah that this person, this person are hypocrites. Did he kill them? Did he stop them from praying with him? So we do the same. Although we wish, we wish, even the Saudi government wish they kick them out, but they cannot. Just imagine that somebody, some of these authorities in here stop the Iranians from going to Hajj. You will be amazed. I think it's in Iran. Yes, boss. They don't have it. They say it's hidden. It's hidden since the year of 256. That means almost 1,100 years ago. I never seen. Say, oh, hold on a second. I'll tell you what some strange thing. Go to Mecca. When you go to Mecca, you will see these uh, Shia, huh? their Imam, have a Quran and a lot of recitals. You see, these people are saying bad things about Shia. They are liars. She means reciting Quran. That's called Tuqiyah. Tuqiyah means to show something and to conceal something. To trick Sunnah. Trick Ahl Sunnah al-Jama'ah. Like they are reciting Quran, but they are... Also, they have some of their books saying, yes, you, this Mus'haf is hidden in Iraq since the year of 256 Hijriya. We cannot have it, so we will read this until we have the other one. But they didn't believe it. They say, they, uh, if you read their books, they say there, there is a surah called Surah Al-Wilaya. Surah Al-Wilaya. We know Al-Baqarah, Al-Imran, and the Sabbath. Al-Wilaya? He said, yes, there was a surah called Al-Wilaya. It was deleted by Abu Bakr. Radiallahu anh. And it's all, what about this surah, MashaAllah? Say that, showing how good is Ali and he's supposed to be 
the Imam and the Messenger or he is the first Khalifa but Abu Bakr took Khilafah from him and Umar took Khilafah from him and Uthman took. If you are saying that Ali ibn Abi Talib is the Imam, how come these people take Khilafah from him? And you say he is a very brave person, still he is taking Khilafah from him so easily like this. Inshallah. They cannot really make it sensible. But what can we do when they are using the emotional Emotions only. See how much they cry in Ashura, how much they cry for Al Bayt and for Fatima Zahra, and this and oh, and they make a lot of crying. People say, Well, I should. You see a person crying, you feel sorry for him. Yeah, he is. Maybe he's right, yes, yeah. What do you mean he's right? Yeah. Talk, let's talk about facts. These people are not really Muslims at all. Since they are believing in this, they are not. But they are hypocrites because they are showing they believe in this. Now you will see them, they are praying with us in here. You will see them in India or Pakistan or Saudi Arabia, they will have full cities of Shia like Qatif. And you see what they are doing now in Qatif. And in Medina also there are Shia, Saudi Shia. In uh, Najran there is Saudi Shia. Yeah. So do you think that every Saudi is uh, Sunni? Huh? Yes. And these are worst Shia, they are Khalis. Buhra. Khalis is the worst of Shia, by the way. Bohra Shia, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bohra, actually, the leader of them came from India. No, Medina, they are Shia, they are Ja'faris. Medina, Ja'faris, same as the Qatif. They are Ja'faris. But in, in the case of. All of them the same, yes. In this case, they are all the same. Yeah, in these bad things they are saying, they are all the same. But they have some differences in the case between Ja'faris, Aghakhanis, Ismailis, this, that. They have some differences. Uh, in Pakistan, there is, I think, uh, and even in India, there is Jafaris and there are also Aga Khan. Yeah, there is Aga Khan also, yeah. What's that? Same other Shia, but they are adding some more. That Quran has changed and this, this, and this, and that. They are having their own way of life, own way of Islam. They have Islam, actually. They have not Islam. In India, there are too much Shia. Yes, there are a lot. Shia, Shia, as you say. Just if you dig and read their books, don't listen to what they say. Dig to their books, you'll be amazed. And of course you cannot get their books. So what if you read what Sheikh Ahsan Ilahi Zahir said in his books about them? He, he will bring what they said directly from Tehran. Because he used to go to Tehran and, and order books from Tehran in, in Persian, and he reads it and he writes down about it. Huh? In fact, the, one, the founder of Shia, Shi'azim, is a Jew. His name is Abdullah ibn Sabah. He came from Yemen and he made all of this until he said that Ali ibn Arabi is the God. And that's known. 
in history. If you read the history, that Abdullah ibn Saba, actually a Jew, Yemeni, came to Medina and he showed that he is a good Muslim until he accepted him and trusted him. Then he started to say that, oh, you know, uh, message should be to Ali. Not, then he said, Ali is the God. Now, he, he, uh, that's why Ali gathered them and he, he burned them. And that, he ran away, yes sir. What's that? Mut'ah, ah, Mut'ah is about, ah, this is another case, Fiqhi case actually. Mut'ah is the temporary marriage which is within a time, yani marriage for one hour, marriage for one month, one marriage for one year. It ends up with this contract. It's a contract. It's incorrect. It was allowed, then prohibited by Muhammad Sallallahu then allowed for a certain, certain time in Mecca, overly, then it was prohibited for all. It was in the time of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Who is that? Musa was excluded from Islam. No, it's excluded from the time of Muhammad Sallallahu but some Sahaba did not hear the last forbidden. Yani, like Ibn Abbas Allah, did not hear the last hadith about forbidding the Muta totally. It's not by Umar al Khattab, no. Umar al Khattab changed the case of uh, divorce, three, one, three in one and one in three. But the case of Muta was prohibited by Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam before he died. And uh, most of Sahaba knew, except Ibn Abbas and some other Sahaba, who thought that it's still allowed. That's why this people who are taking this case of Ibn Abbas otherwise it's haram totally no it's not Saudi Quran this is very sore yeah our mushaf yeah well maybe yeah they are showing now, they are, yani, hypocrites when they are more stronger than usual, they show more if they are kufr. But if they are weak, they show they are Muslims, they pray with us. Now, in the, if you go to Eastern Province, Federal, they will see these Shia are not praying with us anymore. Before they are praying with us in our masjid. Now, they have their own Husayniya, as they call it. And they pray alone, sometimes they pray in the end of the masjid. Alone with this uh, turban, you know, soil of, uh, uh, so they, they make sujood and so on, because they say we don't uh, make sujood in these drugs and so on. Yani, if there's some changing in Salah, that's easier than changing in, in belief. Which is the worst now. They are, they are following the polytheism, what they use. They are calling Ali and Hussein instead of Allah. They are saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed his mind. And so many bad things they are saying. You had a question, brother, on this? <laughs> well, we're trying to go do it. If it's correct, you will do it. <laughs> no. You see, are actually correct in some cases. Yani, zawaj regularly, marriage regularly, should be having some conditions. These conditions are available in Misyar. Misyar actually is the case that the woman herself is dropping some of her rights. Yani, misyar in Arabic, what does it mean? Misyar means visiting. If I make a misyar to my neighbor, means I'm visiting him. <coughs> from say, walking, walking. That's the, the, the diverted Arabic, diverted from Arabic word. If you are used now, nowadays, only maybe five, ten years ago, that's all. It's pretty close. Ulama said in here, it's allowed with conditions. If the, if the uh, well is there, the wife is okay, accepting and this, and she's dropping some of her rights. Yani, as an example, a man wants to marry a lady, and he says, I cannot come and sleep with you. I'll come to you during the day. I'll offer you yani, the house, the uh, mahar, everything. But that I cannot come and sleep with you because I have some my own reasons. She said, okay, I'll drop my night. 
سبايان سامي لا تزعم ابن باي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. اور مدر سعود ابن تزعم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم she was 70 years old. Or those who are saying محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم is looking for sex. استغفر الله. محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم مرد سعود when she was 70 years old. And when she became older and older محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم wanted to divorce her. But she رضي الله عنها wanted to stay as a mother of مؤمنين. So she said don't divorce me. Leave me as a and I'll give my night to Aisha. Is this allowed? Of course, because Muhammad accepted that. He agreed, so it's allowed. So if a woman, if she's a rich woman, and she wants to marry a young man, and she said, okay, you don't have to pay anything. Pay me one real as a mahar, dowry, and I'll pay everything for you. Is this allowed to Islam? No problem. She's rich and she wants that man, and she knows that he cannot. Another example, which is happened to some of my relatives. I have a, a, a lady relative, she's young, she's a teacher, she's having a fantastic earning, but she had two handicapped parents. Now, she had one to two children, to marry and leave him, because the husband will not accept to have two handicapped people in his house, and he, she's going to take care of them the whole day, and he's doing what? Or the other way, to stay without husband and, and, and children. So she accepted Mithyar, saying, okay, this man will come to me even once in a week. I'll have a husband. I'll have my own desire, natural desire. I'll have children. At the same time, I'll take care of my parents. What's the problem here? She is already grabbing her own right. Yes, Mithyar and some of the meaning which the people are doing now, that the man is playing with the woman. He's coming to her house and he's just jumping the bed and not salamah. Without paying anything with this, that's that's wrong. He's not giving the right of the, of the marriage. But actually, if it comes with the complete conditions, no problem. Are you on site? Still? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to take more of that time. See you, inshallah, next week. Yes, brother, go ahead. <laughs>